0: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW
1: and iHeart Radio Station. It's Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Joining me Tuesdays at 7.30 Pacific Time, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. Doing well, thank you. Always look forward to talking to you, and right out of the g- gate today, let's talk I looked at the numbers, the S&P 500, it's up a crazy amount for the year, 24% year-to-date. It feels too good to be true. It's kind of a nirvana. (laughs)
2: Right. Right. Yeah, it does feel too good to be true, and, uh, uh, you know, it's been a remarkable story, and as you and I have talked about all year, um, it essentially, in our estimation anyway, briefing.com is largely a function of the price support that's being provided by the Federal Reserve's uh, monetary policy, um, although I would concede that it's not 100 percent artificially officially supporter there has been earnings growth underneath this move but it's been modest uh it hasn't been the best quality earnings growth since a lot of it's been driven uh you know by share buyback activity uh but nonetheless um there is a um somewhat of a fundamental s- support structure there but for the most part though we would say that the bulk of this move is predicated on the fed's uh, monetary policy
1: I'd mostly agree with that it's kind of broad based though it's nine out of ten what was the statistic that i saw today nine out of ten companies are up this year in the s&p 500 that's a pretty large number
2: yeah yeah well you know and it's one of those statistics that kind of leads one to think that you know the market has gotten ahead of itself you know all boats are rising with this tide and it's almost irrespective of what's going on individually um you know and and there are some boats that are you know looking like you know Cruise ships, frankly, that uh, are, are just you know behemoths out there. Uh, that you know we've talked about in the past as well. Some of those big momentum stocks like Tesla and LinkedIn and Amazon.com and and the like, and um, showing some really really big price gains. And um, and you know what some would argue, uh, not the uh, fundamental supports that would uh, warrant those big moves. But, you know, in a market where the Fed is as easy as this Fed is, um, you know, traders will will ride that wave uh, of liquidity as long as they can. Um, But eventually, you know, uh, again, we've talked about this. We think that there will be a point in time. Where you know that game is going to be up, and there'll be uh, the the sailing won't be quite as smooth. Uh, when that is, is anyone's best guess. I saw a survey out of the CNBC today that uh, uh, did a Fed survey, and they say now that uh, the money managers they talk to are not expecting the Fed to start tapering until uh, April 2014 at the earliest, and don't think that the Fed will end its asset purchase program until the end of uh, 2014. Um, You know, there was some talk earlier this year by the Fed itself that it was hoping to be out of the asset purchase program by the end of this year, and that's clearly not going to be the case, so um, there's potential here that the market just keeps on moving on cruise control, but, uh, you know, our message to investors is that, you know, they need to be mindful of the risks that that can come in with this artificial price support, because when the party ends, it could end um, abruptly. (laughs)
1: A little bit of fatigue is starting to set in as the highs are a little bit tougher to get. Um, One of the headwinds that may turn the fatigue into weakness is the Obamacare and the health care costs that are being associated with it. I saw and I've heard anecdotally that a lot of people's coverage is just getting flat out canceled and they have to go to the exchanges. And they're finding when they do that their insurance costs are rising 40 to 60%. Um, that could significantly drain the economy. Is that a scenario that could cause the markets to go down next year?
2: Well, you know, uh, or might be. Well, you know, I, you know, I've, I've heard the same anecdotal reports, um, okay. and it's a and it's unfortunate. You know, I've, you know, seen individuals interviewed directly who have who've made such claims, and it's obviously a big hit to their. Uh, to their budget, and it's going to slow their discretionary spending potential if they're having to pay out more for, you know, health care costs. But, you know, all that said is that if you do see the uh, the headwind, as you allude to it, of higher health care costs uh, impacting the economy, well, the translation there is, if we are to believe the Fed anyway, is that the Fed's not going anywhere. So, the, you know, does that necessarily slow down the stock market? um you know what we've seen since 2009 is that you know you'd argue that no you know because the fed uh, is still going to be there with its very generous support and you know maybe under that scenario might even be increasing its asset purchase program so um, th- thus far uh, there hasn 't been any indication anyway to think that uh, the market would be you know disrupted by a slower growth scenario um, other than perhaps if we you know fall back into a recession, uh, which is not in our forecast, but if that 's the case um, then there would be concerns that uh, you know perhaps that the fed 's policy itself is really about you know wasted resources and is as- wholly ineffective, and you run the risk of the market losing its faith in the Fed, and then therefore you could have somewhat of a a bigger um, issue to deal with. But at the moment, uh, what the market has been telling us for some time now is that it loves the idea of the Fed being as easy as it is, and it will continue to ride that uh, wave of liquidity support.
1: Now, you just said uh, you don't have at com, and I start my day every day reading page one, which you penned, um, you don't have built-in forecast recession next year. I was talking to an analyst this last week, and he said, you know, U.S. GDP, it's important, and 2%, it's doable, and maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, but we're really now, as a group, focusing on worldwide GDP. Um, does that concept ring with you? Because I, I found that to be a very smart thing to say out loud.
2: Right. Yeah, it, you know, it does make sense. I mean, it's obviously a, a globalized um, economy, and uh, the things that happen here in the U.S. and the wave effect uh, that they have in emerging markets, uh, as well as in other developed markets around the world. I mean, it's all intertwined, and so um, so you do have to take into account that if uh, you get either you know higher or or lower growth in the U.S., how that might impact economies elsewhere and how that contributes to world GDP growth. Um, I think that the uh, consensus view right now is you should start to see an acceleration in world GDP growth. Potentially the fiscal headwinds in the U.S. start to abate next year, hopefully. Um, looks as if China has seemingly stabilized and is you know doing what it does to ensure that uh, it can deliver at least you know 7.5% gdp growth or more and then europe of course is uh coming off of a very low baseline but seems to be emerging from a uh, a period of recession and so so that's that's hopeful um and so you do take that into account obviously but uh in terms of you know briefing.com our economist jeff rosen here is you know Focused on providing a U.S. GDP forecast, but uh, but obviously there are some larger trends at work that are going to influence the behavior of the capital markets here and around the world that we need to be mindful of.
1: Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing. dot com. What are you working on? Softball to you. Tell me what we should be paying attention to. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, of course, we have the FOMC meeting that starts today, and we'll get uh, the latest and greatest out of that committee tomorrow. Um, not expecting any major changes there, um, and neither is the market, frankly. So, uh, so that. But nonetheless, it's the Federal Reserve. You know, you have to pay attention to what they're saying and doing. Uh, also, going to be looking uh, at uh, you know earnings uh, results as they continue to come in. They uh, are running a little bit better than expected. Um, you know, if. Uh, we exclude J.P. Morgan from the uh, calculation. You'd have a growth rate of about 5%, uh, which is not that bad, uh, better than the you know 3% or so that was expected going into the reporting period. Uh, and then another thing I'm going to be taking a look at is, um, you know, we're getting into the end of the year here, fourth quarter, obviously, um, looking at maybe some possible tax loss selling candidates. Uh, that is those stocks that have uh, – Underwhelmed and underperformed this year could be subject to some tax loss selling as other uh, as investors look to take profits in some other high flying issues, um, and that could potentially set up those weak issues for maybe some early 2014 outperformances. They bounce back on the idea that they've been washed out. So um, be uh, starting to uh, do an analysis of that area as well.
1: Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, chief market analyst, briefing. dot com. It's chief market analyst, briefing. dot com. Independent, live market analysis, U.S. international markets, there's too much there. It's that much chock-full of news on financials that you can use. I highly endorse trying to find a source out there that's non-biased, and they've been with me, I've been with them 10-plus years.
0: Um, I'm a big fan.